The following program contains foul language, terrible humor, and spoilers. Get good, bitches. And welcome to another episode of Snap Crackling Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Ralph. I'm your host. I'm joined by Josh. Hello. And Alan. Hello. And Leanne. Hello. Awesome. Hey, it's spoopy season. Ooh. Ooh. Like literally when <laughs> literally when we post this, it'll be the 30th. Um, yes. Hope so you guys... Ha- <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say, Alan? So happy Halloween Eve to everyone listening as this drops. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, I mean, you know, let us know what your plans have been. I know some places here in the UK have gone back into lockdown. Uh, that's including us. Uh, in Wales, you know, it's been two week fire break. Um, I know there's some folks who are like literally like level three, and apparently there's going to be a level four because oh, people yeah, talking about it, aren't they? People aren't learning their lesson. Um, if, if if there's like a clue that the system doesn't work, <laughs> that they keep changing it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's it's they're eventually going to have to do a full lockdown, aren't they? Oh, they, they yeah. will. They will. It's, it's, it's an in, in, inevitable. Um, it, is it Germany and France that have done national, uh, yes. nationwide lockdown? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Am- Amsterdam mm. have done a lockdown as well. Uh, have they? Uh, mm. Yeah. But I think it's more like ours in terms of like a precautionary measure before it gets worse rather mm-hmm. than, yeah. God, everything's on fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I the think Germany is... is as well. I think France is the only one that's like in a bit of a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is with certain certain nations because obviously there are already a couple of nations that are kind of back up to normality. Uh, I saw pictures of New Zealand with uh, pictures of a con mm. running, flipping. They're they're having cons again. Yeah. Conventions, guys. It's so well, <clears throat> isn't that prime minister? Is prime minister present really young as well? Yes, she's. She is leagues ahead of any national leader that is <laughs> that's that's currently trying to tackle COVID right now. We just moved oh. to New Zealand. You oh, know. That sounds great. Let's do it. I'm totally down for that. Oh, totally. Oh, New Zealand's a, a great place. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, if if you're uh, you're bored on the weekend, just pop over to Hobbiton. Yep. Maybe travel yourself to Mount Doom. You know, just yeah. It's all right. Uh, but anyway, since it is spooky season, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, just a couple of spooky things, uh, namely The Haunting of Hill House. Now, okay, I know you're already saying this in your head, but Ralph, Haunting of Hill House was ages ago. Like, why are, why didn't you talk about it then? Well, we, we did in passing, but mm. we've only just all watched it together. Yeah. <laughs> Time is a precious commodity. Some of us have yet to master effectiveness of. And so, oh. so, some of us aren't so good with horror, so it takes us quite a while to get around to it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am the well, absolute worst. I don't choose I don't to watch horror movies. It gets thrusted upon me. I was at my friend's house for like weeks, and then there's like... Haunting of Hill House, and like, I am already, I'm already here. There's no way I can back out now. Am <laughs> I the only one in this podcast group that thrives on horror? I think so. Oh, shit. I love watching them. Okay. I just can't handle, like, yeah. going to bed the night after. <laughs> I, I'm exactly the same. Like, I really enjoy watching them, but <clears throat> fuck, am I terrified. But, I mean, that's, like, the that's point. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's I, not- never, I don't understand the point where people are like, oh, I don't get scared of horror movies. You kind of, like... Missing out, <laughs> yes. yeah. you know. I'm just desensitized to it. Mm. Like yeah, this, probably. Oof, that's that's. Oh my god, that's that's creepy. Or that gets in your head. Like Japanese horror is the worst for it. It gets in your head and really fucks it. Mm. And they're brilliant. I love Japanese horror, but there's not much that's really done that for me. But I just love it for the, the the effect of it. And I think part of it is part of drawing the energy from you as well. So I see you yeah. getting creeped out and say, like, "Oh, this is." Not so much fun, but this is all okay. It's weird. Is why this affects people and and how people get affected by the horror, you know. And it's he feeds off my fear. Yeah, I mean, you're with me for a start. What what more do you want, right? <laughs> well, the funny thing about I suppose the funny thing about horror, especially if if you've already seen said movie, is 
you're not actually watching the movie. You're watching everyone else, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're waiting, and you're waiting and anticipating like the jump scares or yeah. certain reveals, and you're just going like a bated breath watching your partner or your friends just freak out. It's I think crazy. we covered this when we did the Halloween episodes last year from Dusk Till. And when Leanne watched it for the first time and that reveal comes up, there's all vampires. And I'm literally, I'm not watching the film. I just sat there looking at Leanne and watching her face going, wait, what the fuck's going on here? You know, and it, it's brilliant. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. It was great. I love that film. So, I, I suppose if you haven't seen it, because the thing is, right, they've got a sequel or at least uh, mm. a, a follow-on series. It's not... It's They've done it kind of like American Horror Story. It's yeah. like an anthology series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where each one's like a different uh, locale or story yeah. or whatever. Class it as. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So there's The Haunting <laughs> of Hill House. And what was the second one, Josh? The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, there yes. we go. Yeah. So um, yeah, they use the same, uh, some of the same actors, obviously different people, different story mm. and all that stuff. But mm. it's a, um, it's a series in that sense. Uh, so the Haunting of Hill House, for those who don't know, is directed, uh, created, directed by Mike Flanagan. Um, but it was, uh, it's loosely based on a 1959 novel of the same name by Shirley Jackson. Um, the uh, it revolves. Uh, around uh, five adult si- siblings who had paranormal experiences at this place called uh, at a house called Hill House that their parents their mom and dad bought to flip so like renovate and sell um, but unfortunately as as the uh, the 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 story sort of reveals uh, certain crazy things happen in the house hauntings ghosts and uh, very <laughs> traumatic events happen uh and which lead which lead the children to become fractured adults and become estranged to their father um and then this is where we find um the the characters themselves struggling with uh i suppose the the memories of their experience and, and their experiences of hill house and uh unfortunately the the death of one of their siblings um, so yeah, uh, for again, for just a little bit more information, so you got the ensemble cast uh, features. Uh, is it Michelle Huisman or Michael Huisman, Elizabeth Reeser, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Kate Siegel, Victoria Pendred, uh, Pedretti, with Carla Cugino as the mother and Henry Thomas as the parents, uh, and Timothy Hutton being the older version of the father. Um, Great, I I would probably say in a technical standpoint, right? Um, amazing, amazing work of acting from everyone involved. Oh, yeah, um, like kids, some of them are like quite young, mm-hmm. and they just, they they fucking nailed it so yeah. well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and, and young Nelly, um, they just did such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, like the 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 characters mm. are compelling. They've been mm. they were written very well. Um, and I think they they address quite a lot of issues within each character as a, as a whole. I don't think any of them felt tropey. Um, no, like uh, like Luke, who was who unfortunately you know uh, fell into drug addiction and uh, was in and out of rehab houses and things of the like. Um, he didn't seem like your uh, deadbeat drug addict brother in a sense you can still see that there was something uh, more to sort of like that that um, surface level character and obviously they 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 explore that um, <coughs> the uh, the writer character wasn't like super Steve. trophy mm-hmm. so yeah that's like a staple of a lot of series isn't it you know the yeah yeah like the skeptic, he writes about paranormal stuff, but he doesn't believe in ghosts. It's just that, yeah, you know. I, I mean, generally speaking, uh, I, I would say that the the story itself has been well written, um, good pacing in yeah. every episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't you know, any, but oh god, this is dragging on like hell. No. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like 
they is 10, 10 episodes um mm. you know for 40 40 to 7 7 minutes long yes. um you know give or take like an hour you know technically and then and then yeah 10 10 episodes not your standard 26 episode season you know you it's kind of like you know it's your standard british bbc season yeah. mm-hmm. you know short and sweet and to the point it's um, way better like that. I think mean, there's so much yeah, drivel you know, in a lot of like the longer. Yeah, there's series. no filler. There's no. We've got this story. It'll fill up ten, but let's do thirteen and just stick some crap in there. Mm-hmm. No episode. Yeah, no beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap the musical. <laughs> but you know, you know, I like. I suppose, like looking back, you could you could probably see where they would extend certain certain like um. Uh, like episodes in the series where maybe they would focus more on the uh, backstories of each character. Maybe one, mm-hmm. you'd have like one episode per character backstory mm-hmm. and their experiences within that house. Um, and then that would probably bump it up for maybe, I don't know, 15, 16 episodes. But then you, you just get bored of it. Yeah, after yeah. a while, and I think that the big thing about horror is you got to keep the um, the viewer engaged, and and sort of like even when you when you tell a classic ghost story, there's that intrigue. You you keep piling on the questions for the for the mm. viewer, and then ultimately you dump all of the solutions on them. But it's a really creepy solution, and then they're like, yeah. oh, you know. So and you act too far from that tension either, because that's yeah. what horror is about, is building that tension. And if you stray too far off of it, people are going to be like, oh, well, this doesn't actually feel like a horror. And then you kind of force that on them. You do like a jump scare and it just feels too forced. Yeah. So it, they walk that fine line between sort of keeping that tension nice and high. Um, and I just, I think they did such a fantastic job of it. And, and we'll probably cover more of this, but the, every scene in the house, there's something there with the the siblings or the parents yeah um, and I know we've talked about this before I think I'm not sure if Josh was with us time but I know you and I talked about it Ralph um, but pretty much every scene in the house there's a spirit lurking in the background somewhere there's yeah. a ghost in every scene I, I I think there was a lot more like uh, variety in the first season of in the hauntings themselves compared yeah. to like the second one um, okay. I know you haven't seen the second one, but there's some like really uh, when you actually see the the moving around the house and stuff rather than them just like being still in the background. Right. Uh, those ones, you know, they're, you see, they're always in like the corridor. There's like the really mm. tall guys and the yeah yeah with the um, cane. Yeah, they were really cool and really yeah. well done. Mm. And then, um, I think they seem to be like mainly prosthetics or like like real. Makeup wasn't it, rather than like yes, yeah, yeah. CG. I think it was all practical effects as opposed to CG for the That's most part. I, yeah, practical effects. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, like with with anything, uh, with regards to cinema, uh, there is always a sense of. I mean, it's it's, of course, there would be more realism with practical effects if you actually had like uh, an actual human actor. Um, sitting, sitting in the corner, and you know, <laughs> covered in white yeah. and powdered, and, mm-hmm. and 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 wearing yeah. like period clothes, like yeah, rather than compositing a digital thing in the back. Of course, that'll probably stand out more because of how unnatural it is. But I suppose in a way you can make that work. But isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it's true. Um. So okay. Uh, just going through uh, some of the characters here. Um, obviously, you know, if you haven't seen it, spoilers alert. Um, but I, I, you know, we'd, we'd definitely recommend watching it. It's 10 oh, episodes, an hour. And obviously, if you're, <laughs> if you're stuck at home on lockdown again, 10 hours can go by fairly quickly. <laughs> I can yeah. think of worse things to binge on Halloween than than. I was hunting a hill house, but oh, trying <laughs> to call it the, definitely one of the scariest like things I've seen. Mm. Mm-hmm. It really, 
at the shit up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was really, really um unsettling and 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 sort of that yeah, it, it, it continued with the intrigue and every time it revealed more, you're like, oh man, this is getting weirder and weirder. So mm. so yeah, it was great. As, so, as okay. you it's like Settling, but not in the sense of oh, let's cut an arm off here, let's gut someone here, and have someone's guts hanging out. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of horror films are too quick to go down that gore route. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. we need to get a cheap scare, and what we're going to do? Let's slit someone's throat and watch the, the the windpipe and the blood just pour out of it, or let's just rip someone's stomach. We were watching one last night. I can't remember what it was called. Um, inoperable. Yeah. And it was it was it was awful. I'm just gonna, so don't ever watch that. It's a fucking terrible film. But like literally, it was. It wasn't even scary. It wasn't really the tense moments. It was just the gore factor was like, hey, let's slash this guy's throat or let's cut this guy's stomach open and start pulling out his intestines. And it's like, mm. well, that's not really that scary. You know, no. it, it's going down that gore route to try and get someone who might be afraid of that to jump and, and sort of be like, oh, that's disgusting. But by doing what The Haunting of Hill House does and getting in your head with the spirits and the storylines and dragging you in with each of the characters and getting invested in them, that works to a better effect than just the the, the gimmick effect, as it were, of the goal, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing as well. That like you you care about the characters, uh, mm-hmm. no, even uh, even if they're like very flawed, and obviously because of their experiences in the Hill House, you so you kind of want to then pursue why are yeah. they? Because they yeah. don't they don't actually show you really what happens until like the last two episodes. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. You're always sort of less scratching your head, and it's like, hang on a minute, and you're sort of speculating as to what might have happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we're gonna run through a couple of the um, characters, uh, and I suppose we'll just have a quick discussion about, like, what were your first um, mm-hmm. impressions of them, and maybe like your opinion of them uh, along uh, as as the show went on. So, um, the uh, Michelle, Michael. Huisman, uh, who plays uh, Stephen Crane. He's the yeah. eldest son of the family. So he the was the author um, who wrote about his family's experiences at Hill House, um, even though uh, the siblings uh, said no. Um, yes. Obviously, he became very popular because of said story. Um, he addressed, you know, they address in the, um, in the show that he was willing to split his profits uh for the book amongst the uh the five five siblings but mm. obviously they said you know i think majority if not one said no we don't want any part of this we don't want to profit yeah. from our pain and yeah. we can't believe you you know you're doing this obviously you know kind of fractured the the un uh, the unity be- be- between the, the, mm. the children um yeah I, like they He's he was definitely painted as the skeptic because you always you always have to have, I suppose, somebody who's gonna be a contrarian within this story, uh, somebody who's going to be like, ghosts aren't real, yeah, you know what are you doing? This is crazy because there will be people who, obviously, will watch it and be like, yeah, this is stupid, like you know, kind of having them latch onto that character, mm. you know. Um, but obviously as the time went on, he discovers, uh, more and more about what happens to his, uh, sister who, you know, who, 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 who dies, uh, mid show. Um, and everyone kind of tends to have this like weird sort of like psychic link to her in a sense, cause the whole like, you know, shared experience uh, yeah. type situation. I mean, what did you guys think about, um, Stephen Crane? came across a bit pompous and like oh i'm better than you because i've got this best-selling book and i've got all this fuck tons of money and such um he was quite on his high horse saying oh well i put luke through uh through rehab and i'm giving all this money to him to get my brother straight and you just can't do it but i think that the biggest thing is that as you say he is a skeptic and i think he felt alienated because he hadn't had the experiences his siblings did and that's why he decided to capitalize on their stories mm. i think he thought well if i didn't get the experiences then I need to fucking make something out of it so I can almost be part of it. So he's trying to include himself in those experiences that the other the other um, siblings had by proxy of this novel. 
Yeah. Even yes. though he didn't believe and he's never saw anything or he, he hadn't seen anything up until sort of I think the, the last episode he started seeing things or the episode before. Um, I think that's that was my he come across a bit of a, a, a bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of his character traits, the main one, was the self-centered nature of him, mm-hmm. which um, is explored more when he gets to the house in the last couple of episodes, and <laughs> his sort of internal torment is how he's everything he's done has been about him. Um, yeah, and for his benefit, without thinking about his family or his wife or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed the the reveal of um, oh, her death with Steve, though. Mm, yes. Where, like, she's in his apartment, or he, let, he lets uh, her in, yeah. and she's yes. like, yeah, from the rain or something, and she's, like, soaking wet, and he gets the phone call telling him, like, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he goes yeah. into the apartment at the end of the first episode, and she's just sort of stood there. Yeah. And yeah. then he gets the phone call, and he's looking straight at her, and he's like, Nelly, what are you doing? And he gets the phone call, yeah. What do you mean she's dead? She's standing right in front of me, and then it's like, oh shit! And then I think she bum rushes him. The spirit yeah. bum. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that one. That was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first proper scare, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that it, it's it's great though that he was the <laughs> one that uh, witnesses her as a ghost or like a spirit, mm. because yeah. if anyone else, they would have been. They probably would have been somewhat accepting of it, or it, it mm. maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact had you not sh- like you know obviously not shown it to the skeptic mm-hmm. uh, in the sense. So so yeah, um, we're going into uh, then the uh, the next uh, sibling, um, Elizabeth Reeser uh, as uh, Shirley Shirley Crane. She's yeah. the eldest daughter. Um, yes. And she's the one who owns a mortuary with mm. her husband. Um, yeah, uh, what do you think about this one, um, uh, Al? She kind of, when when Steve was almost alienated, as it were, because they don't really speak very often after the book debacle, I think she felt, again, she, she kind of took the role of elder sibling, because that is technically, she is the oldest. But then she almost kind of felt, that she was trying to push that influence on everyone else as well. Like, I'm the older sibling now. Steve doesn't exist. He's not part of this. He's over there in this part of the country. We're over here. Um, I'm taking my younger sister. I'm going to give her a guest house. I'm up on my high horse now because I'm doing the right thing. And it just feels like, it's especially that episode where they're in the mortuary with the, the sister's body and mm-hmm. she's firmly attempting to grasp control over everything, over everyone. So it feels like, she is trying to assert her authority over Steve as the eldest in terms to try and just pull everyone down to what she wants to do or what she believes in. Um, so much she starts losing the plot a little bit and starts going a bit scatty with it because she can't get mm. control. <clears throat> yeah, I think as well is it, it also reflects on the, the profession that she's taken. Yes. Um, you know, uh, owning a mortuary and um, dressing up corpses. Mm. It's its sort of like a a metaphor that she's still trying to make do, trying to make something good out of something horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously with her life, like she's, you know, she, you can, you can tell that she's still clearly traumatized and scarred from the, you know, the, the, the trauma that she had from Hill House um, mm. And obviously uh, witnessing the death of her mother, but uh, you know, in one of the episodes, she meets up with uh, she meets the mortuary mortician uh, that obviously dresses up her mother for her funeral, and she's like, "She's okay. How did you do that?" Because they, and because you know, you don't you don't know how bad her mother was. Um, until much much later yeah a couple of episodes in like how bad she actually was and how like like how she died so the fact that you were like oh she she looks pretty good for somebody dead and then Shirley was like she actually looks normal what the hell did you do how did you do this and then that kind of paved her path into being a a mortician it's it's interesting there's so many like uh uh, uh, um sort of 
metaphors and sort of callbacks to um to their to their experiences as children and i suppose that's kind of like it's the same for us as people in a sense like everything that we experience in our past life as kids as young adults paves the way for us in adulthood mm, um, yeah you know for better or for worse of of course yeah, yeah. um you know whatever traumas we have we carry with us to adulthood um yeah. resolved or unresolved and it 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 sort of even though we don't know it ourselves it it sort of helps us not helps us but tells us to go where to go in that yeah. sense it um, is the, the the direction of our existence as it were yeah yeah um was i can't remember the full thing was surely the one that was afraid to look at the body at first or was that yeah 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 so she yeah, almost had that reluctance at first but, but she then had had um she was the one who had that experience with the kittens oh yes. that's right yeah that's right thing where she tried to save yeah. these tiny kittens and they died and that's right yeah that, that kind of really nice <laughs> moment where they're about to bury the kitten <clears throat> and its mouth starts moving it's like oh it's alive it's alive oh. and then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's enough to traumatize anyway god that's grim <laughs> i but then okay. she sees that with her sister then doesn't she yes. she's adamant about dressing her sister up yeah but it's it's that it's that semblance of control isn't it it's something yeah. that she's like mm-hmm. This is something that I can do. Yeah, because even her yeah. husband let let our like uh, an intern or an, or, or another fully fed mortician. Yeah, um, her do it and say no, no, I've got to do it. This is my sister. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she sees the same sort of thing with like something crawling out of out of the mouth of the sister. And it's like oh oh that's oh that's grim. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being there on that cold slab, just with your sister there on the slab, and just all of a sudden her mouth starts moving. Like wait, she's fucking alive. No. And then. Boom, Something crawls out of her mouth. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Levels of nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I suppose uh, uh, moving a little bit on, um, we then have the the next uh, daughter, um, Theodora or Theo. Yeah. Um, she's the middle child, uh, and she's a child child psychologist. Um, yes. The thing is, uh, outside of the story and outside of the ghost story, it's still relatively grounded in some like some sort mm. of reality, of course. Yeah. But then you've got the ghosts. But then what the cool thing is, um, what I, I find interesting, is that the story injects a bit of sort of that little bit of like creepy fantasy in it because Theo is uh, sensitive, quote unquote. Um, yes. she's got some sort of like touch ESP. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, she and, she, and she constantly wears gloves throughout like, and, and it's like, oh, is she like rogue or something? You know? Yeah. Um, she kind of, her mother was the same, wasn't she? She had the same sort of thing, yeah. but it's almost as strong, I think. Yeah. And as a to control it. So yeah. her mother on the gifts her her first pair of gloves. Mm. So, obviously, with the mother. So yeah, but like, I mean, what do you think about this particular character, uh, Josh? Uh, I really liked Theo. I thought she was cool. Um, she was the edgy one, wasn't she? She was. She, she was. She was absolutely yeah. the edgy one, going around. Um, Absolute edge. Fucking around. Or uh, <laughs> I'll find a bit. Yeah. Um, no, I think she's done really, really well, and, she, and she's certainly an interesting character, as much as I can, I can remember. Um, she's certainly, well, for me, she's certainly one of the more likable. Yeah, like, you know her no-nonsense sort of like. She seemed more genuine, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's quite straight and blunt. Yeah, <laughs> but then on the other hand, she's also got the sensitive side with the with the helping the children. Like you see one child who's going and she's talking about Mister Smiley. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then she goes to the house and she and she's like, oh fuck, it's this the adopted dad. Oh fuck me. And then obviously she gets the cops involved and he gets arrested and. But it's it's almost like that using the, the the gifts as it were for good, but she doesn't want to, but she will reluctantly because she needs to save someone else, uh, yeah. especially as innocent as a child. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I yeah, like I mean, again, you know, you you have all these people who are extremely broken and flawed, uh, trying to, you know, uh, uh, make do make good of something. Uh, you know, terrible in their life. 
Um, and in, in the same way that Theo is, she still got terrible baggage though, because yeah. like, like her girlfriend can't seem to <laughs> get, you know, get through to her, um, and get her to open up about her childhood or, or something to that extent. Um, so, so yeah. And I mean, obviously you can't blame, you can't blame her for not talking about her childhood when it involves, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're going to go to the next uh, character, I suppose. Um, there's <laughs> Luke, uh, which we spoke about briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the uh, one of the twins, actually. His uh, <laughs> twin sister is, uh, uh, is Nell, Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke is, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, succumbs to drug <laughs> addiction. Um, and all because of his experiences in the house. Um, mm. he, he sort of like uh, drowns himself in substances to forget or to distract himself, things like that. And obviously he spirals out of control. Um, were there any sort of observations you made about his particular storyline, Leanne, that really struck you? Um, it was a, a really well-rounded character and very well acted as well. Mm. Not easy to pull off that sort of um, that sort of character without overdoing it. I yeah. Suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the way he he sort of um, he still wants to be part of the family, but sort of can't help but distance himself with with the drugs and everything. But I mean, based on what he went through as a kid, can't blame him really. <laughs> went through some horrible stuff, and especially he saw basically saw his best friend die and then his mother died so you know it's a well-rounded character and he comes through in the end and everything's fine it's good <laughs> or uh, or is it <laughs> he, he plays somebody in in the second season uh and his character in the second season is an absolute arsehole <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but, he, but he plays it really well so yeah. uh Oh man, that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be so hard. More stuff. Yeah. Mm. At some point. I was gonna say that would be so difficult to like try and separate. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I mean, like, were were there uh, any other observations uh, for from you guys about um about Luke? I mean, he's you can see that much like any other addict is that they. A lot of the time they want to get better, but the demons, as it were, kind mm. of keep drawing them back in. Also the and literal I, demons. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. In this case, the little more literal <laughs> ones, yeah. Um, and it, obviously the you see him a lot when he's chasing after um, his friend, whose name escaped me right now. Um, and that the, the, the bowler hat guy, the really tall guy with the cane, and mm. you just hear the thunk, thunk. And he's mm. like, oh, fuck, he's there. But then Luke's got this... Um, counting system where he feels that it protects everyone by counting the seven one for each of the children the mother and the father so in the total of the seven family uh, of the family and i can't remember is it nelly with the buttons yeah and he yeah. gives he, he gets the buttons and he lays all right come here let me show you something she's getting scared and he lays them out in sort of like a like an arch like a semicircle, and he's like one two three four five six seven steve shirley theodora uh luke Nelly and the I can't remember the parents' mm-hmm. name Olivia, and the dad Hugh? who's is it Hugh? Hugh. Hugh. I think it's Hugh. And then he's like, "These will protect you. This is all of us, and we're performing, uh, protecting you by creating a barrier around you. So you you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and it helps you touch them. And he's kind of trying to help the sister, even though he's, she's exactly the same age. He's kind of almost like he's growing a lot quicker mentality-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that. That obviously, the, as I said, with the, the guy with the bowler hat really fucks him up so bad in that one episode. Yeah. And I think a lot of the drugs is trying to get trying to stop seeing these things or just forget about them for like like an hour or two. And and I think that's where he turns to it. So driven to 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 drink and drugs mm-hmm. through demons in this particular case, in the more literal sense, yeah. No, the creature in the cellar didn't help either. Oh god, no! Yeah, when he gets stuck in the dumbwaiter. Oh, uh-huh. Christ. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I, I love i love how you can you can really tell that this this is a really good horror story when every time somebody mentions something everyone goes 
Oh my god. Just <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, was there anything you wanted to add? Uh to Luke's storyline, no, yeah. I, I think we touched on everything. Um mm. Yeah, I think he was really well done as well. But I, you know, uh, it seems like a decent actor, as you'll see if you watch the second season as well. Mm. Mm. Um, and obviously, we don't talk about the uh, one one half of the twins if we don't talk about the other, um, which is actually one of the like I I say pivotal characters really, if, if not, um, you know, one of the main characters that we revolve around in is Eleanor uh, Crane or mm. Nell. She's the youngest twin. Um, and the youngest member of the family. Uh, I, I mean, what is what is there to say that in that she she pretty much dies? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Like within the first episode. So there's there's yeah. not much of a um, <laughs> spoiler for that. But like in the flashbacks uh, where you reveal. But when you see her character, um, she she sees this uh, woman called the uh, bent neck lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know you're just like oh my gosh there's this lady that keeps haunting her, um, and even in adulthood there's like you know she's still being haunted by this 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 woman. Um, you know she meets uh, you know she meets a sleep technologist who becomes her husband. Um, uh, unfortunately, he he ends up dying again. It's just like this stack on stack of just unfortunate mm-hmm. episodes after episode for her, and she, with with that sort of building up to to that, when she sees the sleep technologist and she starts getting off, uh, getting sort of more romantic related, and they marry, and it seems like life for her is like yeah. yes, going up and up and up, but she doesn't have that sleep terrors as much anymore. Obviously, paralysis rather, and she hasn't seen the Becknet lady in ages, like years and years. And then the night her husband, unfortunately, as you say, dies, that's the first time she's seen Becknet lady in like, like a good few years, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that the Becknet lady is the one that killed her, so she starts losing the plot. Um, and it, again, that drives her a bit on the loopy side, as it were. And, 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 and as you say, she makes her demise in that first episode through the. Um, events of what happens to her through that sort of short period after her husband dies and, and going to see a, a psychiatrist or shrink or whatever you call it and going on medication and then things just spiral so hard out of control for her and she goes back to the to the house. To the house, yeah, which then obviously causes her death. So is, is this weird cyclical nature of the house, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to claim its victims and yeah. then if they get away from them, it's sort of just this like, it's kind of like it, isn't it? Yeah. In a sense of like, yes, you've gotten away from me, but later on down the line, I'm going to get you back. Uh, I'm always, always like he's poking you all the time. Like, yes. Any amount. I mean, I would go fucking scared if I kept saying that, in all fairness. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong, mate. He, like, it's just fucking awful. <laughs> it's yeah. just really bad. Like, um, <clears throat> I suppose, are we going to talk about the twist? Yeah. Okay. So, Spoilers, which is which is like, why I kind of like I I, I left it her to the last one. So, yeah. In the same episode where you 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 learn about um, Nell's backstory in that sense and learning about the bent neck lady at the end. Uh, yeah, Josh, I'll, I'll actually leave you to it because seeing as you were the one that um, raised <laughs> that raised the issue. <laughs> Um, so she is the bent neck lady. So yeah. she kills herself by dun, hanging, dun, dun. and she, <gasps> uh, the hanging breaks her neck. She jumps up <laughs> a spiral staircase. Yeah, um, I still want a spiral staircase. Like if I ever get really, really <laughs> having a spiral staircase, regardless of the amount of deaths I've seen in and around spiral staircases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just saves a lot of space, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, um, and. It, you know, obviously, it, it turns out that her dying. Um, you know, everybody says, "Oh, you see your last moments when when you die." Yeah. Um, like your life, with your eyes, rather. Yeah, and her yeah. younger self is seeing the like important moments of her life <clears throat> through like both sides, being the hanging lady and the the little girl that, or the woman, when she sees her. So obviously, she was there when the husband died. So it was like an important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important memory to her. 
you know. Uh, mm. And you know, it like it's nice to know that the the one horrifying one of the horrifying things in her <laughs> life wasn't like completely out to kill her. But you know, it made it more horrifying yeah. because she realised it'd been her the whole time, and that she'd basically been seeing her own death. From, from such a young very age. young age, yeah. <clears throat> I like the sort of the way that she put it as her ghost forms talking to her siblings at the end. Is um, time isn't just getting from one point to the next in a straight line. Time falls around us like rain. I really like that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Mm. In a That's creepy nice. sort of way. Pendant <laughs> <laughs> lady sort of way. <laughs> Time falls around us like a bent neck lady hanging from a rope. <laughs> I like it, and I and that would like one day reveal that there was like this crazy time aspect to it, this like weird time traveling yeah. thing. I'm just like, what? You're gonna add this as well? Come on, man! <laughs> like, like my brain is mush already from fear and intrigue you're gonna add like time travel uh, but i mean as far as like obviously that particular genre is concerned like they did kind of address it relatively well because it's like yeah. you're dead it's just your spirit is literally being flung to like yeah. all the different parts of your life and mm. not anyone mm. else's in that sense you must feel a bit shit if you've been haunted your entire life by and yourself. it turns out you've been haunted by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking really? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, as I'm, as I'm dead, haunting myself, I'm just like, such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By, by the time an you're asshole. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I to do my last few moments, damn it. But you get to like the last like death vision before everything fucking ends. You must be like, look at your fucking stupid face. You dumb <laughs> I'm glad you're fucking dead. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Serves I'm me right. Scare the shit out of that little bastard. Serves <laughs> him right. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the first one is always the scariest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, you just got this guy who's just an angry version of you and dead. Really? Just um, bitter. Frozen for you as well? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. No, I'm back. I'm back. It's all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the, the, the twists, I suppose. Um, but all throughout the show, and we spoke about this back in our old uh, uh, spooky episodes, um, was... Every episode, every scene you have in the house, there is a ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's always, it's always, if, them, sorry, going on. Some of them obvious. Mm -hmm. Some of them are almost like, wait, did you fucking see that? We have to rewind a few We times. literally yeah. grabbed, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to, I've got to check this. And you rewind, it's like, there, right there, right, oh, there it is. <laughs> you see it's a face or something, you know? <laughs> oh. The first time I watched it, oh, well, the only time I've watched it, but the first time I watched it, um, <laughs> I was watching it like really close to when it came out, um, and it hadn't come out that there was loads of faces and shit in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. um, and that was like fucking creepy because I didn't see them all; I only yeah. saw them every now and then. Yeah, and that was way fucking creepier. And now the new season, obviously, you're looking for them. Yeah. yeah, but it seems like they're blatantly fucking obvious this time. Oh, <laughs> so really? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's just because like I know where to look, or if they've just done them shit, or if it's just like we're gonna make them super obvious because fuck you. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> no, we were looking for them. We didn't see them in every scene. No, we? not quite. Not There's, quite. There yeah. was some which was so subtle, like just standing yeah. in the background. Yeah. Or like when um, some glass or something. Yeah, like the one in the kitchen that's right there, and it's like fuck. How can you yeah. miss that mm -hmm. one? That, the, the one in the window. It was like <laughs> that's the one. Um, <laughs> but then there's one in the basement as well when Hughes found that body behind the wall. Yeah. So yeah. he he sort of knocks up the brick and yeah. he's trying to put the rat killer down. Thing this rat. He looks in and he sort of falls back and he's like, oh my fucking god, is that what I think it is? 
and he sort of stands up, he picks up the torch, and there's a blonde-haired one just peeking around the corner. And it's like, oh, Jesus, Leanne, do you see that? She went, no. So I run it back, and oh, that's fucking creepy. And they, some of them are so creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's one that you don't necessarily notice, like when they're... Uh, I think when the police are in the house investigating, yeah, like the murder and stuff, you don't notice in the commotion that there's a there's a guy who's uh, I think it was it might be the bowler hat man or at least one of the basically it's a, it's an older man in sort of like well obviously olden day clothes with like a mm. with like a hat and a mustache but because it's so dark and there's so many people around you don't notice. <laughs> in the clock mm-hmm. yeah 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 because yeah. i think it draws to it at one point oh we had that fucking guy fixing the clock as well and the dad's like yeah. there was no one ever fixing that clock that clock yeah. had not been touched because of the and they go into the sort of mechanics of the clock and you can mm-hmm. tell and it's like and then like i think it's the same episode the episode after the mother walks straight past him yeah and every time someone walked past him he just sort of stops and stares at them and watches them go down the stairs, but they know don't necessarily react to him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Because in the, in you know, just like, oh, maybe they just got some guy who's repairing the clocks or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from from what I can see, there's about uh, four main um, four main ghosts. There's, there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's the tall man, the bowler hat man. Yep. He was the owner of Hill House, uh, who went insane, and he—he was the guy who was who bricked himself behind the wall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was Luke's young friend from the woods, Abigail? Was was she a ghost? No. She wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't at the time when he was meeting up with her. But she wasn't. But she was at the end because she sort of dies in the yeah. the events events of the series, mm-hmm. um, which which kind of leads. I'll I'll, I'll come back to that. So carry on with the ghost rock. Uh, and um, there was Poppy Hill, so William Hill's uh, wife who went insane or was insane. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she was the she was the one that that uh, I think who who was it who they found in the, in the room. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. The red room. No, no, no. I I, I might be I might be uh, mixing it with something else. Uh, and then there's Hazel Hill, uh, another one of the ghosts inhab- inhabiting Hill House. And I think Hazel. one of the, there's a, there was like another kid. It was like a boy. Yeah, oh, in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> mm, there's the kid, the kid in the wheelchair. Mm. I think there, there's, uh, there's probably quite more, but not necessarily yeah. like... Well, towards the end, when they're sort of walking out of the house as a family unit again, and the house is letting them go, there's, God, there must be like... 20 different ghosts there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was loads, loads of them like the ghosts out. appearing. It's almost like that Ghostbusters episode where they're coming off the Titanic. <laughs> uh, the, this, mm. the film. Oh, the, what do you mean the Titanic's just pulled in? You see this fucking ghost just piling out and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I suppose like whoever dies in the house gets added to the menagerie of ghosts. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's, it is the house needs to be fed. Yeah, because you see at the end the um <laughs> The Dudleys, because um, yes. they want daughter who died in the house. Yeah. So you see them really old. Um, the man is like carrying his elderly wife in, so they can die in the house and be with her forever. Mm. And um, Hugh as well. He kind of overdoses to stay there with his with his dead wife. Yeah. To stop her chasing after the kids all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was, she was sort of. It was. It was led to believe that she was following him around, but that was all in his head after yeah, all that along. Yeah, that was. But she still wanted to get the yeah, kids back yeah, yeah. to the house to yeah, kill yeah, him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of characters, where we ran through all the siblings, or you did miss out a very pivotal character to the to the series, well, Ralph. Oh yes, the mum. The red. No, the red room. The red room. Yes, I was actually. You know what? It's a good. It's a good. It's a good time that you've actually started to uh, to talk about it because I was going to segue into it. But great. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see that as a character as opposed to just yeah. a room. It's the stomach. Yeah. Of- House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, with the red room, now I kind of looked back into some of the clips of of the uh, of the show, um, and technically, at any point, it was kind of like a room of requirement. Yeah, in yeah. a sense, mm-hmm. where um, at any point it would be a room for one of the kids, like 
like a rumpus room or ballet room, the yeah. clubhouse of sorts. Yeah, um, so it's a house for Luke. It was the dance studio for Theo. It's a reading room for Shirley. It's a games room for Steve. And a playroom. And a playroom for Nelly. I actually called it before it was revealed. Yeah, she did, to be fair, yeah. Because every now and then, one of the kids would be like, oh, I've just been in the playroom. And one of the adults would be like, the what room? And then it would just be Yeah, nothing. yeah. I think Steve comes down, he says, oh, I've just been in the games room. I'm storing this in the games room. And, and I think it's Mrs. Dudley was yeah. like, the games room? Mm-hmm. And then they move swiftly it's, on. It's kind of dismissed, like, oh, the kid's having a fantasy. Just, yeah, whatever, call it whatever you want. Yeah. I completely <laughs> missed that when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right. So, which then I suppose takes me to the the final uh, episode in a sense. Now, uh, evidence of because I've seen a theory of this evidence of the red room, like being in the red room, visually and cinematography, uh, cinematographically. I, I don't know how you would say that in that particular way. Um, there's always something red in the room, whether whether in the um, in the treehouse, it was like the red trap door, or right. or in like the dance room or something like that, a like a red carpet or something like that. something just like very yeah. distinctively red. Yeah. In the final scene where everyone's like together for Christmas. Um, and things like that. I think it was Luke that had a red jumper and he was smack bang in the middle as the camera like panned pan back huh. in a sense. So it's it's kind of like, are they, are they still in the red room? Are they actually all dead? And yeah. they're just sort of dreaming this fantasy world where... Um, because obviously they they were stuck in the red room and they were all living their own personal fantasy, yeah, yeah, uh, before they actually died, but then at the end everything is quote unquote back to normal or better, and you have I think yeah I think it might be Luke or something who's got a red or so, there's something red in the scene and then the camera sort of like pulls back and you're like whoa and the theory is like are they actually dead or are they still and they're still in the red room, or they're just ghosts now, or something. Oh, oh I bet they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? You think yeah. so? You... The uh, the house is claimed. It's uh, another set of uh, ghosts. I... I'm just flicking through it, and I'm literally just got my phone to flick on Netflix. There's no scene where they're all together at the end. They're all sort of separate. They meet up for Luke's, um, like, two years. Yeah, sobriety. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Yeah, I, I vaguely... Maybe. I need, to, I need to look back into that, I think, and then yeah. I'll have a proper look into it. So I don't, I don't recall that scene. Yeah, so, yeah, apparently there's, like, yeah. If you literally just go... Oh, it's a cake. Sorry, it's not a... Um, yeah, it's, it's a cake. So there's a red cake... In front of Luke, who's who's obviously like cleaned himself up and sober, um, and everyone's clapping and, and and celebrating in that. And yeah, and as it pulls back, it's just this red cake that has like two on it, and it's the only red thing in the scene. Mm. And which is, is kind of like uh, brings the theory of every time there's there's something red in the room. It's the red room. Right. They're in the red room. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty mad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great series. Um, I mean, as, as, as much as we've already discussed about everything else there is to kind of discuss about it. I mean, we didn't talk about the parents. No. Um, there's a lot to talk about to be fair there's a lot to talk about (laughs) um you know like the mother alone and then the dad who kind of like you know um who took it upon himself to protect the children from the trauma yes but also didn't 
explain anything to them within that sort of sense of I had I still need to protect you and therefore estranging himself from yeah. everyone um you know uh but yeah I mean it, it was nominated for so many so many awards um you know uh, it actually won the superior achievement in screen in a screenplay Bram Stoker award oh, oh yeah <laughs> for the uh, for the bent neck lady episode uh meredith averill won that one so well done one of the technological marvels of the series i thought was the episode where they're all together in the mortuary and besides sort of cutting maybe three or four times to different starts of a of a, mm. of a scene almost um it's all one tracking shot yeah yeah so like, that one like was a, good oh my like god it's tracking shot then it'll skip then it'll be in the house but it's but it the did same the whole thing where it was a tracking shot that went from the mortuary into the into house, the hill house yeah well. and the only reason that they skipped was to go from the one perspective to go to another perspective but it yeah. was the exact same moment and ah oh, that was fantastic phenomenal it was like three or four whole major tracking shots and that was just my god yeah it's really good uh from what i've i think from what i've heard or researched um Apparently, that's actually a physical set. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so they built they built a huge set that yeah. enclosed the um, the mortuary, uh, and then as the kids would explore, and it would pan, and then it would go into like another room. They actually built it like that. Yeah. So there's all, they're just there's some crazy crazy love and care in. Uh, in creeping people out, I'd love to see like a making of of this series. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are you gonna watch the second season soon? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I think it'd be <laughs> it'd be really good. Um, you know, uh, I think it's only nine episodes. The second, wasn't it? Yeah, it's different. I've heard it's a lot slower. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think they're going for the same angle. I mean, that's like mm. the takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like again touching on American Horror Story, which we sort of briefly mentioned earlier. It's the same with that. Mm-hmm. So the first season of that is very different from Asylum or Hotel or Roanoke or Freak Show. They're all it's very self-contained series uh, or seasons rather, um, and there may be some sort of loose links to each other, but the two of them never really feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, they, you just kind of use the same actors and actresses, but mm-hmm. they they embody different people. I think, like, I I don't know what what do you think about that that sort of move uh, into I suppose reusing actors in the sense. Um, are you guys like against it or for it? I I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, yeah I don't too. mind it. I think it helps to bro- so like you get. And I think uh, David Tennant was was a thing of this, or, or Chris Reckleston was saying that when they got cast into Doctor Who, they didn't want to stay on for too long because they didn't want to get typecast. By doing an anthology series like this, you can play a mother who's going crazy in season one. In season two, she might play something completely different. Or like Josh said, Luke, the drug addict, mm-hmm. plays something else completely different in the second season. And it really helps to showcase their acting abilities. And it, you're not going to get typecast because it's two completely different roles. Yeah, sure, it might be a horror anthology, but that doesn't mean the character is steeped in horror. The ho- the character is the character. It's just mm-hmm. the setting they've been placed in. So regardless of, of the setting, that character is, or the actor is acting that character, not the setting, you know? Yeah. yeah. Whereas Doctor Who, it's very much a very sci-fi character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I suppose that's a, that's a very interesting uh, thing. Because, I, I mean, for me personally, if if you've really uh, somewhat, you know, you know, somewhat bonded or identified with a particular uh, character played by an actor, it's very hard to see either said character played by anyone else or said actor play anyone else as as weird as it sounds because you just kind of like they're this person and you know they're only ever going to be this person in my head so you have this weird yeah. head canon it's like i suppose seeing robert downey jr play anyone else other than iron man 
just because he's played him yeah. for so long. Um, but then you go back and watch Sherlock Holmes, and it's yeah. like I'm just thinking Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or even like Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, but I suppose in in that sense, there's you know, you can really see the chops of a yeah of a of a performer within that, that sense. So like this definitely opens it up for yeah. acting learning and and progression through through that especially if you're a young actor some of the kids might return and saying i don't know if they do but they might return the second season and they might play a completely different role altogether so luke was playing the bespectacled really thick glass like almost nerdy kind of quality like oh i'm the younger but he might play something completely different in the second season and i think that's great for the progression of younger actors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I mean i think it's pretty good sorry yeah <laughs> Plus, there's a steady paycheck for a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> great minds. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, just like longevity of a role, um, yeah. you pretty much, you know, got like a good uh, um, job security there. <laughs> if, yeah. if you're with a good studio and you know, uh, same same uh, screenwriter or a director keeps hiring you, then mm. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> standpoint of the studio or even the consumer us like if that first season fell flat and was absolute dog shit it's still all resolved in that one season there's no cliffhangers there's no oh what's going to happen in the second season you know because i hate when they cancel series of stuff mm-hmm. and they don't give a resolution and it's like fuck me i hate that shit so much <laughs> but with this if something fails and the first season is dog shit and it doesn't do well there's no obligation to do a second yeah yeah yeah, I think that's. I suppose that's the pitfall of doing long-running shows, mm-hmm. is like like syndicated shows in a sense, like you know, burnout, isn't it? You get burnt out. Like like you know stuff like, um, like Friends, like Big Bang. Simpsons took a dive. Oh my gosh, Simpsons took a massive dive. I mean, it's only just slowly trying to yeah. climb back up, but like I mean, it's like what thirty years old now, thirty-one. Uh, 32nd season that started airing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically as old as we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but, it, yeah, yeah. It, you, you get that sort of longevity and and your original um, target audience gets old. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not evolving your storyline to, to reach those target audiences expectations you're just doing the same thing and it's and it's going to fall flat because they're expecting you to evolve as much as they are um which is i suppose which is why in some cases uh harry potter had that little that bit more of a culture cultural phenomenon because as kids discovered harry potter and read harry potter watched harry potter they were growing up with him yes in that sense um so so they 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 identified with him all the way up until the very end if if Mm. if harry potter was this like ever you know never aging child who like book after book would just still be in his first year of hogwarts yeah you'd drop it looking at you ash ketchum (laughs) (laughs) i stopped watching after johto bro it's the same kind of thing with star trek with tng as much as everyone fucking despised him wesley crusher was that well that plant for the for the kids the younger generation so kids might work and spock and be like well this is this is because it's the 80s at that point and it would have looked a bit dated on the screens at that point but you've got this character who might be the same age as a young child looking at it and they kind of grow with him and as much as most adults and, and Trek diehards despise Wesley Crusher, he was still put there on purpose for that particular reason to help yeah. bring that younger demographic and go, oh, I could be a Wesley Crusher, that could be me and they sort of put themselves in that role. Mm. Yeah, it's that bridge. It's sort of like mm-hmm. that psychic mm-hmm. phenomenon, uh, that psychic trope yeah. Yeah. who like needs a lot of explanation. Mm-hmm isn't it it's all about relatability mm. but but yeah so uh, uh we highly recommend that you uh get oh, yeah. on to watching the haunting of hill house um it's very very good it's 93 percent certified fresh oh really on tomatoes not that at any given point you should listen to really anyone else's opinions on something <laughs> if you like it you like it uh, 
to, to be fair, um, my partner has implemented the uh, the seven rule, so we can't watch anything that isn't rated seven or above on IMBD. You think she so? got sick Definitely. of all the rubbish stuff I made her watch? <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so now some if of I the rubbish watch... stuff is good. <laughs> now if I want to watch rubbish stuff, I have to watch it on my own. Um, Give us an example. The... Give us an example. Oh man. Um, we watched half an episode of Cursed. Cursed? What the hell is that? Yeah, it's on Netflix. The right. Arthurian. Oh, okay. Oh, it's it's so bad. It's <laughs> so so bad. Please, like, you didn't I, watch it. yeah, I I had it on in the background just because I wanted to see how bad it was, and honestly, one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. Like, what? there's nothing worse than bad <laughs> fantasy, and it is. And and, and you wanted bad. to like put somebody through that. Yeah, <laughs> I quite enjoy watching bad stuff. I'm just like, how can this get any worse? <laughs> oh man, yeah. oh man. I, I think it would be more of a group thing. I, I I don't think I can put myself through by myself to watch a bad film. We'll have to do a watch party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Culture party. Yeah. Oh man. I just um, literally fired up Netflix and searched for Cursed. The little trailer thing they've got there is so badly CGI'd. Oh That's- man fucking horrendous it's really bad it's so so bad they've got this they've got this edgy um assassin hooded (laughs) guy right and there's the big like fight finale in the final episode and he's going to go fight these like 10 dudes and the first thing he does is a fucking flip and i'm like what Uh, the hell are you doing man (laughs) 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 it's just it's just hey, who's, who starts wow. a sword fight with a fucking flip, man? Like, High dexterity, acrobatics check. Oh, the worst, <laughs> the worst. Uh, oh, yeah, well, it's truly, it's, it's got no redeemable characters in it whatsoever. Oh no. Well, it really is. So it, ter- it is the yeah. terrible film. Well, I suppose with that bombshell, uh, we should probably end the episode. Uh, thank you for. Uh, listening in um i really hope you have uh, a great week ahead of you um and hope you have a, a lovely halloween weekend mm. whatever it is that you've uh, planned to do um send us uh some cool shots of your costumes if you're if you're dressing up cool. even yeah. if you are just at home uh yeah. you know or your jack-o'-lanterns yeah or your jack-o'-lanterns um you know and you know where to find us scapc uh podcasts uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm RalphEasy89 on Twitter. Uh, Josh is... Mythic Comics and Art. Alan. Ooh, I'll be okay. running a sale on my Etsy uh, 1st of November to 15th of November. There you go. So if cool. if you're listening to this anytime prior the 1st of November and 15th of November... <laughs> I should probably point out that's 2020, um, just in case. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> We're dating this episode, guys. How? Oh, come on, are you serious? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I keep having to, keep having to remind myself. Here we go. That's right. We talked about COVID at the start, so yeah. like, hey, COVID might still be around in three years' time. We no. don't know. Honestly, a good a good handful of our episodes are dated with the COVID. Yeah. Either that, or Josh yeah. would have to run that sale every November for two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably will. To be fair, why not? Why not? Uh, anyway, Alan, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Hellblazer with a Y. And yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Raggles. There we are. Well, thank you so much for listening in to us. an episode of Snap Crack of the Pop Culture Podcast. We hope to hear from you again next time. See ya. Bye. 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 You call it the spook cackle and something. <laughs> I can't think what the P would be. Too much effort. Yeah. <laughs>